Hello, and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. <clears throat> and uh, I think first I, I want to say that I'm just genuinely really, really thankful for everyone who takes the time to listen to this show and listen to this podcast, whether it be via YouTube, um, Spotify, or Apple. Um, and also, thank you so much for sending me the, the positive messages saying that you've, you've really gotten something out of the words that I've spoken, um, whether it be through the guests that I've had on or whether it be through just the words that I've said, um, stuff that I'm learning um, and is resonating with me um, being passed on to you. Um, so I'm, I'm genuinely thankful for this and kind of the community that we're creating around this podcast. Um, so thank you. Um, and I'll obviously continue doing these solo episodes and having guests on and doing the hotline and hoping to speak to more of you um, via this community and, and what we're doing here. So thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I want to touch on some some housekeeping things before I really get into the uh, the meat of this of this episode. Um, first off, today is Tuesday, July twenty eighth, two thousand and twenty. Um, it's about oh, it's eight o'clock uh, at night here uh, at everybody's land. Um, so it's kind of late episode. Um, so I decided not to have a, a coffee or a a bang or any any kind of energy drink with me during this episode. Um, so I apologize if this <laughs> if this episode sucks um, because you know Jackson Stone runs on coffee. And here's where we would say that <laughs> this episode of Jackson Talks Everybody is sponsored by said coffee company. Um, hopefully in the future it's Death Wish because um, that's my favorite coffee brand. But who knows? Open to any possibility. So if you're a coffee coffee company out there and uh, you want to sponsor this podcast? Slide in those DMs, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, but also tomorrow's Wednesday and I will be getting a haircut. Um, so that's super exciting news. Um, I'm pumped about haircuts. Um, and then on Thursday, I'm actually going into a place called Hand in Stone Massage to get my very first uh, facial done. And uh, I'm kind of excited about that. I've, I've uh, decided to take a little bit more care of like my skin and my face especially because um, I think it's super important. Um, it's just an overall part of like the self-care idea, um, treating oneself with the utmost respect and love um, so that you can be your best self, the best version of yourself and the best version for your future self as well. Um, yeah, so I'm doing that on Thursday and to all my guys out there who... Um, or hesitant maybe about about getting that done or, or getting in a skincare routine or, or anything like that, please do it, man. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the way you look and your mind and your body. And, you know, if you feel good, you know, if you look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. You know, it's an old kind of sports analogy, but I feel like it can, you know, it can be used in your life, right? And so, you know, don't be afraid that to do stuff that has always been like considered like, not manly like that's so that 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 is so dumb and outdated like take care of yourself listen to the 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 females in your life that are that are doing these skincare routines and taking care of themselves and they're giving you this advice take it use it and coming from me who's 
who has been hesitant about, you know, maybe getting a facial or starting a skincare routine, don't, don't be hesitant. Go for it. Treat yourself, man. You deserve it. You know, mind, body, and soul all encompassing, you know, treat your full self. So I'll touch back on an episode later telling you how it went, but I'm assuming it's going to go amazingly. You know, I'm pumped up about it. Get to look fresh, get to feel fresh. Um, because speaking on the topic of self-care, because, uh, on Friday, um, which is the 30th, yeah, 31st, 31st, 30th, 29th, 31st, on Friday, the 31st, sorry, not good at math, wasn't my strong suit, but on Friday, July 31st, I will be heading out to Denver, Colorado, um, for a few reasons, one, um, because I'm going to spend the weekend with one of my buddies out there named Tyler Shannon, who's, who's been on a few episodes of this podcast and I'm going to turn my phone off and, uh, I'm just going to kind of reset and take a little social media hiatus for, for a few days for like three. Um, so we're going to do some hiking and some sightseeing and just kind of be in nature. Um, and also with that, I have a, a wedding to attend, uh, on Saturday, um, which is a, a, a good buddy of mine um, from South Dakota State who I played baseball with for three years and lived with for one year. I um, was getting married in Littleton, Colorado, which is about, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes outside of Denver. Um, so I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna celebrate him and I celebrate love. And uh, I'm also gonna celebrate myself and, and take a little reset out in Denver and just kind of enjoy some time off and time away and come back feeling refreshed and, uh, and ready to go. And on the topic of self-care, you know, it's always, it's always talked about. I talk about it a lot. And <clears throat> self-care goes beyond the spa and, and getting the massages, right? That's a part of it, an important part if that makes you feel good and that's taking time for you to really reset and replenish yourself. That's beautiful. You should do it. But really what self-care is about is acknowledging and recognizing our worth and being able to be present in the moment for ourselves and acknowledge our worth and the responsibility we have to ourselves in the current time, but also to our future selves, to give us that self-care, to be able to reach, achieve those goals for our future selves. So we're taking care of our now, you know, we're looking inward, we're deciding what's best for us, and then we're taking care, and that's giving us a responsibility to take care of our future selves, which I think is extremely important. And we should be able to take what we need, whether it's a rest day, whether it's saying no, you know, whether it's getting a spa or going to a massage or just taking time for yourself or watching a movie or listening to music. We should be able to take the things we need. And we also should be able to ask for what we need. And if people in your life are saying you're asking for too much, then those people aren't really your people. Because if they care for you and they understand they value you as much as you value you, they're gonna, then when you ask for what they need, they're gonna be their full none. And that's really important. They're not gonna say you're too much, or you're being too much. If they are, those aren't your people and we need to reevaluate some of those people in your life. Because if you ask for what you need, you should be able to have what you need in terms of self-care and self-love and self-acceptance and all that um, extremely important stuff. And I think on the subject of that, I want to talk about other people just quick before I, not quick, but before I kind of start really, I guess I've already started this episode, but to, to share your story 
um, just in general to to share like our deepest, darkest, kind of most painful things that are going on in our life or in our mind or what we're battling with or what we're struggling with is really, really hard. Uh, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of strength. It takes a lot of vulnerability. And those stories and the things you're battling need to be talked about, right? But they need to be talked about in your time when you feel ready. And when you do share those things with people, you want to share them with the right people. You want to share them with the people you trust. Because there's a lot of trust that goes with sharing our deepest, darkest secrets, being vulnerable, putting ourselves out there. But if you trust this person, you're knowing that when you say these things, they're going to listen, they're going to validate, they're not going to judge, and they're going to listen to you without wanting to just, they're not listening to respond, they're listening to digest and to understand and then appropriately react with what you need in the situation. And going from the person, other person's perspective that you are, that the person who's listening, there has to be an open dialogue before the information is being shared. Who The person sharing the information must also ask a question if the person they're trusting and sharing the information with has the space available for them to share these stories. Because if we ourselves, the person receiving the information, are not in the right mind frame or don't have enough space or capacity to handle someone who's sharing their deep, dark, painful secrets, then we have to be honest with them as well and be able to say, no, I can't handle this right now. And that open dialogue creates more connection between the two people than if you were to just say, yes, I can be here for you. And then when they really need you, you aren't there for them. Because that then um, confirms their beliefs that they're alone. When really, if you're honest with them, if you're honest with them and open and say, hey, I love you, I appreciate what you're saying and I appreciate you asking me, but I don't have space right now for you. I cannot be the one right now for you. That open and honest communication can, can create even more understanding and more connection between the two because you may not be able to hear all of their story at that moment. You've created even more trust between the two and now, even though your experiences are completely different, because everyone has unique personal experiences in their journey through life, but the resulting emotions from those experiences now create the understanding and the open dialogue that can be happen between two people when expressing really open um, and difficult feelings. So that's kind of the back and forth you may have an example of what you may have with someone who's coming to you. Um, once again, um, if you are feeling like you're struggling right now in this moment and you need someone to talk to, um, please, please text um, the crisis text line or call the suicide prevention lifeline available 24-7 in the United States. Um, but no, you're not alone. You are not. There's someone out there, many people out there who have gone through different experiences than you and have done different stuff and, and reached the point we're at differently than you, but they're experiencing very similar emotions to you and know you're not alone. You are loved for sure, 100%. <clears throat> and whatever you're battling, you will get through it because you've already survived 100% of your worst days and you'll survive these two and go on to thrive and live that best life. <clears throat> so just want to point that out quickly um, before we get this the real party started. Um, 
But uh, so now it's kind of becoming a theme on this show, whether I have a guest or not, that we're just going to start um, this podcast by answering the question, how am I doing? Really? How am I doing? Really? Um, overall, I think I'm doing um, I think I'm doing really well. Um, I'm happy kind of in the space that I'm in. Um, I'm happy with where things are going. Um, I'm grateful for my friends and family in my life and just every day I'm grateful. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm feeling good, um, which is an awesome feeling. Um, so if you're watching this uh, podcast right now, I'd like for you to pause it. Pause it and reply either wherever you're listening, reply or DM me um, exactly how you're feeling, like really how you're feeling. Or um, text a friend right now and ask them how they're doing really. Um, or make a phone call right now and ask them how they're doing really. And then, <clears throat> or when you go to work tomorrow, ask your coworker, you know, how they're doing really. And, and, be, and be ready for that, be inviting for that open and honest answer. Because if you're really asking, that means you really want to know the answer and you're inviting them to be open and honest about that question and about the answer as well. And then listen without judgment, validate them and go on. It can really, really change someone's day because they're just, you're just, you're answering such a normal question, but we can make it so, so much more powerful. And that just opens more can, chain of connection and dialogue and community between two, whether you're at the workplace, whether with a friend, um, whether you're text DMing me, whether you're texting a friend, let's do, let's do work on that question and let's make it, let's encourage it to be open and honest. Um, I'll, I'm doing my part with that in my daily life and I and I encourage you to do the same. I know I did a podcast about it a few episodes back, but I just we're gonna I'm probably gonna touch base on it almost every time I start this show. Um, just to let you know how I'm, how I'm feeling um, and uh, to see how you guys are feeling. <clears throat> but one thing I do I do I think I, I struggle with a bit is um, is that sometimes I have this like paralyzing fear that I'm just not doing enough. <clears throat> and I know people out there listening um, feel the same way as I do. And it's, it's a hard thing to combat, right? Because we, we are doing enough. We are doing enough. You know, some days I just feel like I'm not doing enough for whether it's my family or my friends or just my work in general <clears throat> or for the, for the things that I'm trying to accomplish. I'm just not doing enough. And I know that's not true. I know I'm giving giving everything I have <clears throat> to myself first and foremost and to the people in my life that I care about. I know I am, but it's sometimes we, it's hard to get those feelings out of our head. And I, sometimes I can just get like <clears throat> paralyzed by that notion. And it's, you know, I've, I've figured out some coping mechanisms and some strategies to get myself out of it. Um, one is definitely the, the, my morning routine, um, which has become a staple part of my life. Um, kind of just, sets me up for the best day possible. Um, and just talking to myself throughout the day and making sure I'm staying on that right track and that right path. And then speaking to the people I need to um, when maybe I'm starting to feel that way and, and getting a little encouragement or a little positive reinforcement from the people in my life. I've always helped too. So, you know, <clears throat> that's something I struggle with. Um, but I mean, we all struggle with something, right? So, I mean, and just in that fact alone, knowing that we're all going through something 
you know, we're all battling something invisible. We're all battling something that nobody can see. Um, we're all battling something that we have not yet talked about. Um, we're not alone in that fact. And that, and that, that creates an enormous amount of strength and community and connection for sure. A hundred percent. So just wanted to say that quickly. Um, but yeah, I'm doing good. Ready, ready to keep talking, <laughs> you know, sheesh. <clears throat> But I, I started a little notepad here too also for these episodes, kind of jot down my thoughts and kind of keep track of, of where I'm going. And I'm kind of happy with that. I was doing it on my computer, but instead I've kind of pulled up some some things that I want to talk about, some things that I want to address here, and then kind of wrote down kind of a format of where I want to go to. Sometimes it gets a bit jumbled up, um, but uh, for the most part, I'm feeling pretty, feeling pretty good about this podcast, kind of the work I'm putting in pre-recording to kind of give you all the, some of the best information that I can. Um, still a lot of things that I don't understand or not fully comprehending, but I'm trying to understand. And then the way I understand it is by um, saying it on this show so that maybe you'll resonate with you and, uh, you know, overall just be happier, healthier people. So. Quick drink of water since I don't have any coffee. So I think this is a topic I've been wanting to talk about uh, for a little bit. Um, it's a very important topic to me specifically. Um, and uh, I think it's just a very important topic just in general. <clears throat> Recently um, on Twitter specifically, I've seen a bit of a rise in uh, anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic behavior. Um, and it's really disheartening, um, especially since everything else that's going on in the world, you know, with the racism and the, the inequality and just also COVID-19 and it's like so much, so much hate. And it's, um, you know, it can weigh a person down. Um, so I just first want to address what anti-Semitism means. Um, the, de- the, excuse me, the definition of it is hostility toward or discrimination against Jews as a religious, ethnic, or racial group. Um, as you may or may not know, I am Jewish. Uh, my whole family is Jewish. I was raised Jewish. Um, I had a bar mitzvah at 13. Um, technically, as a Jewish, that's where I became a Jewish man. Um, I became a man uh, way later in life. <laughs> but technically, that's, uh, that's where it happens. I had my first sip of wine at my bar mitzvah. It was uh, sports-themed, so I wore a jersey all night at my party with other kids in my class. It was fun. It was a good time. Um, but I, I faced, uh, um, some anti-Semitism throughout my life. Um, sometimes in high school, a little bit in college. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's, um, I was speaking to my cousins about it the other day and it's a bit on the rise right now, um, on social media and on Twitter. And I think the way that Twitter has handled holding people accountable for their anti-Semitic actions and also just racist actions in general has been terrible. So basically what I want to say is I don't know, I don't know exactly. I want to say that I just I wish it would stop. I wish that every person on this planet could coexist in beautiful harmony. 
Um, I wish that we based our views and our quote-unquote judgments off people, off who they are as people, um, not where they came from, not their background, not their uh, race or ethnic group or religious group. I wish we would just get to know a person and then base our idea on them off of that. Um, you know, because we're going, we're in this Black Lives Matter movement, which is so fucking incredibly important. And now on top of that, we're adding a lot of anti-Semitism on top. And it's just, it's heartbreaking because, you know, I don't, we can't, we can't combat hate with more hate. If you, when you stand up for, against prejudice and inequality, um, you have to stand up for all of it. And I'm trying to do that even though it's really hard, um, you know, but we just got to keep moving forward, trying to understand one another and trying to be there for one another. And so I just want to say that, I mean, for me and, and the family members that I've talked to, Black Lives Matter is a Jewish value. Um, it is. We stand with you. <clears throat> because not that I'm a, obviously I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm a white man, um, so I'm not a person of color, so I don't understand anything that you've gone through um, and how your life has been um, and what shoes you live in because I don't live in those same shoes. Um, but I do know what being hated on because of what you believe in or your religious beliefs or just a necklace that you wear around your neck may get. And I, I understand that. So I don't understand fully and never will, but I'm trying to. Um, that's why I'm having a lot of conversations in my inner circle and with people that I trust and value. Um, that's why I'm doing a lot of education myself. But we just have to unlearn, unlearn. We have to unlearn a lot of what we were told to believe. And unlearning things is really hard because whatever environment you grew up in, that's what you were told to believe. And so you thought it was the truth. And so when you unlearn something, you're, you're killing that portion off of you. And that's really hard because something inside of you is dying that you once knew. And then you're trying to rebuild that knowledge from a place of, of openness and from a place of love instead of just like, believing what you were told. And that's not our, that's not anyone's fault because we were young when that information was told to us. Whoever, who we are, doesn't matter. But we have a duty as people in this world that live with people of all different genders and identities and ethnic groups and racial groups and it's a beautiful bundle of people. We have a, a duty to unlearn those hateful ways and those racial ways or racist ways, excuse me, um, and we have a duty then to learn new ideas and new insights because there's so much you can learn. There's so much education out there. Listen to a podcast, listen to anything. You know, it's still July 28th. So that means it's Black Indigenous People of Color Mental Health Month. So there's so much information out there about people who are sharing these incredible stories of their journey and their mental health journeys as a person of color. And, uh, Go out there and listen to those stories and amplify those and put those out there for other people to learn the same things that you are learning so we can grow together as people. So 
basically, um, you know, I don't know if I said that all right. You know, I'm, I, I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. And so if anyone has any more to add to this subject matter, please message me, um, tell me, send me links, send me anything that I can read and grow from because the racism, anti-black, anti-Semitism, Semitism, excuse me, is all so shitty. <laughs> really just point and simple. It's so sad. It sucks. And uh, I, we can't combat hate with hate. Hate needs love. Hate needs light. Hate needs empathy. That's how you change people's minds because you change their hearts. And the only real reason people change is if they change their hearts, if they change what's inside of them. And that takes a lot, a lot of work. It doesn't happen overnight and never will. But if you think that um, anti-Semitism stopped when the Holocaust ended, or you think that racism ended when Lincoln freed the slaves, you're wrong and you need to open your eyes and need to educate yourself on what's currently happening in the world today and where are you gonna stand in one of the most important times in, in our lives. So we can rewrite the history books with the truth. We can rewrite the history books with real stuff that happened with real heroes doing everyday work in their inner lives to understand and to educate and to hold people accountable in their own lives who believe something that is not right. You hold those people accountable, you let them know, you educate them, they change their hearts. And they do that with someone else. They hold someone else accountable, they change their hearts. Now it's a domino effect of accountability and love. And that's how we change. That's how we get the world to be a better, happier, healthier place, which is inclusive for all people, genders, sexual orientations, race, ethnic groups, religions, Everything. Everyone lives on this planet. It's a beautiful planet. We have a bundle, a bundle full of beautiful, beautiful people. And you, you combat hate with love and accountability. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. Once again, I don't know if I said all of that correctly. If you have more for me, please send me those links. Call me. Let me know what you think. I'd love to have a conversation. You want to come on this podcast. You have more information to tell these people. Yes, you do. Please come on here. Talk to me. Talk to us. Talk to everyone. Because this is important. And yeah. And I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready to learn and unlearn myself. And I'm ready to change hearts. And change minds. And be empathetic. And be accountable. Because I want to hold myself accountable. To the highest standard. Just like I'm holding people in my inner circle and my personal life accountable as well for what they believe and what they think because that's how we change. That's how we grow. Um, while I'm on the subject, I guess, um, the shirt I'm wearing is, um, excuse me, the shirt I'm wearing um, was from the collaboration I did with um, Darius Lockhart, who's an absolutely brilliant, stunning young man from North Carolina. Um, who designed this shirt with a few artists from North Carolina as well. It's all on my website um, at youarelovelife.com. And the story behind this shirt is also on the, uh, the You Are Love Twitter and Instagram page. Um, I'm proud to wear this shirt. And uh, I'm proud to have collaborated with him. 
And um, I really can't wait to see what more work he does and how he changes the world. Um, Because that's someone I I look up to and someone I think is um, brilliant. And uh, I try try to listen to him whenever I can. Um, But uh, so that's this shirt right here. Um, The back of the shirt is even cooler, but you'll just have to check out the website to see it. But uh, once again, I thank Darius for for collabing with me on this shirt and uh, can't wait to do more stuff with him. Um, in the future. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So let's knock that out. <clears throat> in a uh, completely different subject, um, on Monday of this week, um, so Monday, July 26th, um, the Major League Baseball team, the Miami Marlins, I think had 11 people uh, in their organization Test positive for coronavirus. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot. That's sheesh, buddy. That's a lot. Um, and so I'm not sure. Sh- I think it's kind of irresponsible for Major League Baseball to have not had safety precautions in place already. Because you can, like, you could have, you had to imagine or plan for at least the worst possible thing happening, which is this 11 people testing positive for COVID. So if you're major league baseball, you have to have a safety precaution in place already for the worst possible scenario. And I think it was irresponsible for them not to have that in place when they started the season because MLB can't be in a bubble, right? The NBA is doing an amazing job right now, um, creating the bubble, taking care of their players safety first, um, and that's a great thing that they're doing. And sports are, are, are needed right now. People need that outlet. People need that, um, that entertainment, um, not only for their happiness, but also for their well-being and their mental health. Um, but I, I'm not sure, uh, maybe by the time this episode comes out, that MLB will have a, uh, more safety precautions in place and a kind of a health first for players mindset. Um, but, I mean, I know the Marlins are at least taking a few games off. Um, for sure they have to. And I think the, the where they were at previous, before they, they all got tested, those teams are going to, that team is going to take the day off as well to kind of clean the facilities and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, I just, um, it's really disheartening to see that. Um, kind of sad, too. Um, but I think what they'll do is that, I got, obviously, the Marlins aren't going to play a few games now. Um, and I don't know if it's going to happen to any other teams throughout the season, but I think what they'll do when the 60 games is over is whether you missed a few games or not, whether you only played 50 games or 51 games or 55 games, whatever the case may be, I think they'll just take the the best winning percentages from all those teams, regardless of how many games you played. And I guess that's what um, teams will enter the playoff. That's my thing. That's what I, that's what I think. I, also, I think I saw a sports writer tweet that out probably where I got the idea from. Um, but I think that's what they did during the strike. <clears throat> if I'm correct, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but that's highly possible. Um, and I think also what sucks is that, you know, MLB's not in the bubble, which really hurts the chances of other sports coming back who aren't in the bubble as well, such as college football. Um, so because, you know, as you can see, there's a lot of risk factors with MLB in without a bubble. So, I mean, I don't think that'll hurt college football's um, probability of playing a lot more. But I think I'm confident in MLB. I'm confident 
that they have a player's safety first mindset and that they will figure something out, figure, figure something out because they're a billion dollar company and they can put in a lot of safety measures first to make sure that the players are safe and healthy so that they can go home to their families and they can be safe and healthy and that also people can enjoy sports because sports are a, <clears throat> and a very important emotional outlet for people, especially during times like this where you know a lot of bad stuff has happened. So we kind of need that those sports in our life. And I'm not saying that we should risk the athlete's health because of that, but I'm just saying that's a factor that has to be put into play when deciding on these really, really big decisions. I'm not involved in these decisions, obviously. I'm just talking on this podcast uh, as someone who's interested in baseball uh, and the MLB in general and just thought I would um, discuss the topic here um, with you guys. But yeah, again, once this episode comes out, um, things might be different. Hopefully they are. Hopefully things have gotten better, for sure. I think they will. I think there's a player's safety first mindset um, and uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll keep you updated or, you know, check ESPN <clears throat> updates all the time. <sighs> well, kind of tired. I don't know how long this episode was, <clears throat> but I'm kind of, I don't know. I feel like I said a lot of like really important stuff on this podcast. It may, but it may not be my longest episode, but I think a lot of stuff that was said um, it was really important. Um, I'm definitely going to go back and digest some of the things that I said and um, and really f- try to feel them and, uh, and play them in my own life and uh, really try to make steps forward into just being better every day for me, especially, and, and for the people in my life. And, you know, yeah. And uh, hopefully you guys do the same. But I want to leave you with one little quote uh i tweeted this the other day and i think really it uh it encompasses everything that i'm about um as far as mental health but if it costs you your mental health it's too expensive protect your mental health at all costs your mental health matters it matters so much please protect it take time for yourself do the self-care Love yourself, accept yourself, be you. Because there's only one you, and that makes you really fucking special. And I believe that with my core, with all of my heart. And I believe there's so much good in this world. I believe there's really good people in this planet, on this world, doing really amazing, brilliant things. And our hearts will change. We will come out of this a better human race, a more united human race. And there'll be communities full of love and support. And yeah, protect your mental health. If it costs your mental health, it's too expensive. And I'll leave you with that on this episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, um, once again, I'm, I'm genuinely thankful for the people who watch this and view this and comment and message me. I'm thankful for this community that we're creating. Um, Thank you for watching. Please subscribe, like, comment, share with a friend, tell your neighbor. Um, I'd very much appreciate it. Um, Thank you. And I love you. And goodbye.